Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, my loves. I'm super excited to have my favorite guest of all time back again to talk about emotional intelligence in relationships. And we're going to specifically talk about how emotional intelligence has helped us in our relationship. It's a pleasure to be back. It's always a pleasure, my love. So thanks for having me. Ah, yay. Okay. So I have a question for you, actually, like before we got together, were you even aware of the concept of emotional intelligence? I had heard of it, but I wouldn't say I was too aware of it. I didn't really understand it, mm. um, so to speak. You know, it was all about IQ and psychology and mindset, and it mm. wasn't something that I had delved into. I didn't understand it. Mm. Um, so you were a great part of my journey, obviously, with all your experience in understanding emotions. Yeah, that's interesting. And I feel like so many people... I mean, more now, it's becoming more like prevalent, but I mean, we've been together since the end of 2018, technically. Um, Mm -hmm. And even then it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So we're going to just talk about and basically share a little bit of our journey just to illustrate how it has supported us. So I'm just going to refer back to Daniel Goleman's um, four components of emotional intelligence. Again, there's There are several models. This is personally my favorite. Um, Everyone knows that I'm a big fan of Daniel Goleman because I feel like he really takes in, you know, real life practice and he's really out there working in the field. And so his work isn't just theoretical. Um, So emotional intelligence is about having self-awareness, self-management, social awareness and relationship management. So we'll take you back to our the beginning of our relationship We did share that in one episode. I'll try Mm. to link that episode below in the show notes. Um, But right from the beginning, our relationship had a lot of complications. Like it wasn't the conventional like courting stage that people normally have. Like we went from like zero to a thousand and like Mm. so quickly. So maybe you can share that part of like how, how quickly things happened for us. Uh, yeah, well, like I said, that episode will be in the show notes for, for more in-depth. But uh, yeah, in, in short, just to summarize real quick, I was single, living the bachelor life, living in Bali, doing a laptop lifestyle. And within 12 months, we went from I went from that to having a family of four, you know, having a stepdaughter, um, our, our own child as well. And it was, it was immediate. Um, the second I, I met and we made that commitment it was just all different like we moved straight in together we're pregnant in a few months like we were were, I was already planning to to marry you know get engaged and yeah it it was a hundred mile an hour there was no honeymoon phase so to speak um that's so true we went into real life like we both have been like world travelers you know between us I think we've traveled over 
40 countries, both of us like close to 30 countries each, but separately, we've never actually traveled together. And we went from, you know, living our lives individually to all of a sudden being together. He moved into my apartment because he had just come back from Bali and we basically, and then I had a daughter as well. And so it went, yeah, really quick. Um, I feel, I don't know if it's just like me, you know, just adding more context, not that this is the topic of today's show, but for context, I had a lot of discernment around um, bringing men around my daughter. So Dan was the first man that was ever around my daughter and she was three years old and I split with her dad when she was one. So that was two years of like fiercely protecting her and not just bringing any like rando to my home because she was my um, priority. And I think, to be honest, having the daughter really protected me because I was actually saying this today in conversation with some of our girlfriends is like I had zero tolerance for BS because you are no longer effing with my time. You are now coming between me and my daughter. I had a little baby at home. Like if you wanted to spend time with me, you had to be worth it. As soon as I saw that you were, you know, like passive aggressive, you were gaslighting me, you were not consistent, you were not showing up in your masculine. I was like, peace out and all that. So in, you know, I I just wanted to highlight that because we're saying, you know, we went from, zero to a thousand and in a couple months we were pregnant in a couple months I just knew that it was right um and you used mm. to always say like when you know you know that's it and what like before it was I think a three-month period that we kind of knew but before you let me meet Aaliyah as well and that was the um make it or break it moment mm. and we just hit it off and we're like best friends she was she's literally a mini me so <laughs> yeah god made it that way and it was meant to be so yeah. yeah yeah and with that like so we were we were together but i protected my daughter from you this foreign guy <laughs> but also i think in, in terms of like for for single moms creating that space between time that you spend time with this new person you have to create some space so you can figure out like what your thoughts and emotions are um so I guess tying this into like emotional intelligence like I created space so that I wasn't just caught up in the moment and making decisions that weren't good for me and for my daughter so yes we would talk and and all that but the time that we spent together was separated we weren't just like immediately like you know moving in with each other we we let it happen organically but the time that we actually just didn't spend a lot of time. We just knew mm. that it was the right thing. Yeah, it was, di- it was different. It was different, yeah. Um, so let's just talk about the dynamics of our relationship because uh, and our family because I think a lot of people may be wondering, okay, well, why was it complicated? And so I have, like as Dan touched on, I have a daughter from a previous relationship and I was actually in the middle of finalizing our separation when Dan came into our lives. And that was obviously very um, challenging for both of us. And I was doing my best to protect Dan from that situation. So in terms of, you know, tying back to Daniel Goldman's work, like I had to have that social awareness and 
empathy and relationship management to recognize that I have this masculine male here. He's going to have his own like emotional tendencies and his desire to protect and to, to be that, that man. And I can't just be bringing all of this drama unnecessarily to him in a situation where he actually doesn't have a lot of power. So I did my best to refrain from you know, talking crap about my ex and tying him in unnecessarily to things. And I distanced myself from my ex as well. Obviously there was no, there was no chance of us ever getting back together, but I, it was really important for me to demonstrate to Dan, not just through my words, but through my actions that we were completely platonic, that I only wanted to be with him, that my ex was very much my ex. And that I really created a level of emotional safety for Dan to come into this and be like, there, there. I didn't want there to be any shadow of a doubt of like, is this chick still talking to the guy? Is she this with him? Is she that? Like, there had to be zero of that because I felt in if I didn't do that, then I wasn't protecting his heart. And for me, like that was my priority in in that regard. And also, like. I can't even, well, no, I can't imagine. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot. So with my previous relationship, he was previously married and had two kids and I was the stepmother to them. And he didn't give me any of that emotional safety. You know, I found out lots of things after the fact and during the relationship that I thought was inappropriate behavior between him and his ex-wife. And so that created a lack of safety for me. And so I knew what that felt like. And there's nothing like more powerless than like being in love with someone who is not honoring you in the way that you need to be respected and honored. And I didn't want to play that role in this like dynamic. So I'd Mm. love to hear like your perspective from like that whole thing. Yeah, well, I think you did an amazing job with that because uh, there was some challenging moments and especially as a man, just the, the way that he is as a man. He, he's kind of, he's the IQ, very smart when it comes to his work and study and but lacks a lot of that emotional awareness, um, that self-awareness and um, just, yeah, just that EQ and what I, I guess everything happens for a reason. You, you went through that stage where you were a stepmother to his, his kids and the previous relationship and you were really able to hold space for me and have that awareness um, to when I was struggling with Aaliyah as, as a stepfather, you always knew how to hold that space for me. You always knew how to reassure me and make me feel seen and heard and safe um, as a man, as a stepfather. And that was really important because there's a lot of, until you are a father and a stepfather, um, all all in one, there's a lot of components that go into the family dynamic, and it is difficult. Um, and you were able to just understand that and make me feel okay about it. Mm. And you know, if you were to attack me and shame me on some of the things that you know we had to go through, that probably would have destroyed our relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's extremely important. There's a very fine line. So having that. You know, self-awareness and, and that emotional intelligence um, to just, do, I guess, not nurse, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nurture. Yeah, I guess nurture me through that um, and cultivate mm, that. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it was really important for our relationship mm. and for mine and Ali's relationship and for me and your ex's mm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah, I would 
yeah, I would totally agree with that, that, you know, that, that situation was challenging. That's all we're going to say. You know, I have so much love and respect for my daughter. And at the end of the day, that's going to be her father for the end of time. So if you are a single woman out there, be careful, (laughs) have Mm -hmm. discernment, find someone with emotional intelligence, because when you break up with someone, they are in your past. But when you have a child with someone, they are forever in your future. And, you know, this is something that we're going to have to deal with for the rest of our lives. And for, for us, I think it was it, the, the blessing is we've been able to lean more into building this skill set because without the skill set, I think we would have crumbled for sure. There's been incidents where like, you know, any other couple would have um, really struggled to navigate, but because we always prioritized each other um, and creating safety for each other, um, we were always able to get through things. So Dan kind of naturally from the beginning, one of the things that I found, um, I don't even want to say attractive because it was attractive, but it was more of like, ah, calming to my nervous system was that I always felt safe. Like I felt emotionally safe. I felt like I could just be myself. I felt like he admired me. And like as a woman to be adored, it's like so important. Like if your partner doesn't look at you with like some kind of like adornment, it's like it's part of what the feminine needs. And so he gave me that in a way where he like adored me and like put me kind of like on a pedestal, not in an unhealthy way, but in a, in a loving way. And then he was also very protective of me. And so he created such a safe space that I naturally wanted to reciprocate that. But, you know, I always say that the, the, masculine creates safety for the the feminine in terms of physical presence maybe financial presence but the woman the feminine creates safety for the masculine's emotions so i knew that because he was protecting me i had to do my best to create safety within within our relationship um as well and i think One of the things that has been really helpful in our relationship is we always give each other the benefit of the doubt. Like we always assume the best in each other. Like even if we make mistakes, we always assume the best. And I think when you assume the best in people and when you look for the best, that's generally what you get from people. Um, And then it becomes like that self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, Whereas, you know, some couples, and if you go through challenges, you automatically assume they did something on purpose or it was intentional or they weren't considering you. Um, All of those feelings can come up for you. Like I can still feel like, hey, I didn't feel like you considered me. But the moment he says, oh, I didn't mean to this or I didn't see it like that immediately it's an immediate understanding and and a belief in um whatever he says i just give him the benefit of the doubt i have no reason to um to doubt him so in terms of like our family dynamics that being a blended family and having to deal with the complications that come with having a daughter from another relationship and um you know obviously it could be worse but it is very challenging and out of respect for our daughter, we will never like publicly say everything that's happened. But it has been 
very challenging to say the least. There's been some really dark times, you know, even though we show up the way that we show up and we serve in the way that we serve, there has been some very dark, dark times in that specific dynamic, um, in, you know, doing what I feel like I need to do what's best for my daughter. So I feel like if we both didn't have that level of emotional awareness and social awareness and really feeling into each other, I don't think we would have survived, honestly. Mm. Like, <laughs> um, and then the other like challenge that we had as well, like I think for probably more for me when, when we got together was that um, like I, I personally got a lot of hate online. <laughs> So when Dan like announced that we were together, like I just, yeah, I got a lot of hate and I had girls like reaching out to me and just like being very disruptive to our relationship. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So this relationship landed in my life though at the time that it was supposed to, because honestly, like 10 years ago, I would have like told you to F off. I screamed at you. Like, you know what I mean? It would have just been drama. Whereas because of all the work that I have done and because I've built myself up in the way that I have, I've dedicated myself to growing myself since I was 22 years old. I went deep into personal development. So when a lot of times most people are partying, I was not, I was done with that. I was partying from like when I was 16 and then it was a hard stop at 22, like hard stop. Like I was not messing around with anything. Um, so I dedicated all this time to growing myself. And so I think I brought a different level of like maturity to that situation and not that it didn't hurt my feelings and not that any of that. Um, but I, it was like, it was a decision. It was like, am I going to believe this man? Am I going to stand beside this man? Am I going to trust this man or am I going to believe these other people? And at the end of the day, I was like, if I don't trust him, why am I with him? Like, I need to just end this now. But I, tr- I believed him and I trusted him. And, um, you know, we came to find out, I think, again, I think we shared this in another episode, but there was a lot of people impersonating him and using his photos. And, you know, that hasn't stopped. You know, it still happens now where people take our photos, our kids' photos, and, you know, there's so many accounts we get people reaching out to us and letting us know of all these accounts and stuff so it was happening even more at that time when we got together because he was still doing his affiliate marketing and he was still very much in the online space and so everybody knew him as like the I don't know like the crypto guy the this guy and them so he had like this like online presence and mm. I had to deal with a little bit of it and to give you some perspective on, on that you know, the online presence, like in 2018, when we were living in Bali, we, my business partner and I, we had like a hundred Instagram accounts that were all doing the automation softwares and we were growing like 10,000 followers a day. And that's how we were sustaining the laptop lifestyle, traveling around and living our dream. But what that did is that really put us out. I mean, to hundreds of thousands of people seeing us and seeing our pages every day, And that just created a whole heap of then scammers to go and copy, copy those accounts and do the same. And that's what it's still today, like (laughs) years later is still having that effect. 
Um, but that's okay. I mean, that's part of success. I mean, any, any, every single person that's growing their brand, that's growing their business, that is out putting themselves out there, every single person that is doing something with their life has a, a haters, haters network, people that, you know, are bad mouthing them, that are, that are making rumors about them, talking lies about them. And I said to Mars, the, the truth will always prevail. I mean, some of the pe- things that people were saying, like were, you know, telling Mars that I'm like a brother to them and I've never even seen this person. I've never even heard of this person. I don't even know who they are. Uh, so- and let's, let's put some more context because, you know, the podcast fan, my feel is like, uh, like my, my like loyal, my like rider flies because this is long form content. This isn't just some random post on Instagram. This isn't just like a 10 second reel. This is where I really like open up. I was also pregnant at the time that this happened. Like, oh my gosh. So think about it, like all the mamas out there, like being newly pregnant, you know how hormonal you are, how, how, you know, how much it messes with you. And then to have these girls like trying to FaceTime you and trying to call you and sending you messages and like, like saying all this stuff, it was, um, challenging, even though I knew it wasn't true, it was challenging. And so I think it took a level of emotional maturity for both of us to, um, one for me to not get caught up in it. And then for two, for him to just create like safety for me, because at the end of the day, there was nothing that he did in his everyday mannerisms that showed me that he was being sketchy because I think I have very good intuition and I'm, I'm like, I've got a radar. And if you feel off, like I can feel it. I, I dated people before. I was like, mm, that, that's a no. Like if you ever gaslight me, if it's any, I don't, I don't take that stuff well. Like I have very high standards and I have very firm boundaries. You cross those boundaries, we done it like peace out. So there is nothing he was doing in the present and, and in the way that my energy felt when I was with him, um, that was sketchy or dodgy or anything like that. So for me, it was like, I need to trust myself and trust the man that Mm -hmm. is, that is in front of me. Um, so the, while it was super challenging, we were able to, um, navigate that. Um, but it was, it was hard because it it was hard. I remember having, um, real mixed emotions and, and this is just going back to that, that social awareness and the self-awareness to go, okay. And doing the work on yourself, Mm -hmm. because if I was still the insecure kid that hadn't started, hadn't gone on my personal development journey and hadn't had that Mm self-awareness, I literally go to, Oh, it's all my fault. What's wrong with me? I blame myself Mm -hmm. and I'll, and I'll beat myself up and then I'll get upset and I'll be pulling my hand out, stressing out. And then I would react Mm -hmm. in our relationship Mm -hmm. and I would say something that I did, I didn't mean, um, out of defense, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and I felt those, those urges of like, um, wanting to blame myself or anything. And then I was able to calm myself and, and step back and go, well, hang on a minute. These people don't even know us. She doesn't even know them. I know I've done nothing wrong, so I just need to keep being me. Mm-hmm. And that was a big step in in my own journey and my own self worth and and awareness just to just to do that because that could have ended badly just there. Yeah, for sure. And same thing for me, like old me would have like gone off I would have felt like not good enough I would have felt like you know like Mm -hmm. I would have believed all of all of that and just felt like I wasn't worthy of this relationship and I would have pulled away I'm 
an avoidant attachment. Mm -hmm. So I, I tend to just like disappear and you'll just never see me again. (laughs) So I feel like we both, you know, showed up in a different way. And I remember talking to Natty, that's his sister who I'm very close with. Um, And I remember, like, we joke about how kind of silly I can be. Like, I'm so, like, I have, like, two ways of being. It's either I'm, like, super professional and I can drop facts. And if I have to argue a point, like, watch out. You better get your facts straight. Or I'm a complete goof. And, (laughs) like, and I forget things and da-da-da-da-da. If I need to switch on, I will. But otherwise, and I think, Dan, you're responsible for this. Because I feel so safe with you, I really do relax into my inner child sometimes. And sometimes it's just, like, goofy. And... Um, like I'll send us to the wrong place. I'm like speaking at an event and I'm like taking us to the wrong place. Remember that one? Or the wrong day. Or the wrong day. I'll go over like the <laughs> wrong time and like things like this. Right. And Natty always jokes like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe he just doesn't get mad at you with anybody else. He would go off. So, you know, when you come into a relationship and you cherish that relationship, the behavior that you used to have your, your, um, pattern of being sometimes tends to shift if you truly want to show up differently for someone. So like for me, I feel like I have shown up differently for him, but also he's created a sense of safety. So, you know, I know a lot of girls want to check their man's phone. I have, I don't, I've never had a desire to go through his phone. Like Mm. never had that desire. And I've had so much desire in previous relationships to go through the guy's phone. And that's because I was not feeling safe. I was feeling like he was doing something really sketchy. And so that is where the desire came from. So if you feel like you need to check his phone, honey, that is red flag. He's either you've got some stuff to clear, like, you know, are you just making stuff up in your mind or he's doing something and your intuition is going, babe, this is not good. And either way, you have to make a, a decision. Like, do you have stuff to clear, right? Some trauma to clear because you're like like assuming the worst of this poor guy. Or is this guy truly not like creating safety for you and he is doing something sketchy? And in which case, you establish a boundary and if he's not going to respect it, you've got to be out. You have to love yourself enough to walk away from anything that isn't serving you. And on the contrary to that is on the for the for the men out there, if you are hiding your phone and you are like not sharing your password and you are being you know suspicious, then like what what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And also I I Like I've never uh, you know, you never you've never had the urge to look at my stuff, but I give you my laptop, I give you my phone. Everything's always open. There's never any any kind of resistance to it. So if there is resistance on the guy's part as well, um, you know, you just got to be aware of that as well because it's, and it I goes just both like, ways. And I just take your phone to do stuff. I'm like, oh, because I'm using my phone for something else. I'll just like take it and I'll be like doing stuff because I have his password. I saw this um, and same thing with my phone. Like mm. you would just take it or if we give it to like Aliyah or Luca for something. Um, Until you started getting photos of your wedding dress and dolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I'm, I was like, don't you dare go away my phone. You might see the picture of the wedding dress. Um, what was I going to say? I was just about to say something on that. Oh, yeah. I saw this reel and it was like, 
you know, people are comfortable enough and they feel vulnerable enough to get naked with someone and you're sleeping with someone. You're like, as a woman, you know, you're just opening up to this man and, and a man, you are like, you, you're like actually penetrating her being, but no, like her looking at your phone is invading your privacy, bro. Like, who are you even, you know? And the thing is, is like women, we need to like, we need to expect more, right? And it's not like, oh, like I slept with you, give me your phone. But it's just like, just be observant. I That's one of the biggest advice that I can give to my clients. I always say, be the observer. Like, just watch, you know, how does he act with his phone? How is he like that should be enough. Sometimes it doesn't even require a conversation. Like if he's being sketchy AF, like love yourself enough that sometimes it doesn't even require an argument, a conversation. It's like, you know, like if he's being really disrespectful, like that is your cue to leave. If you are not super invested in the relationship, if you are super invested in the relationship and you think this could be your forever man, then you need to have these open conversations. And if he's not willing to come to the party, that's not your dude. Because anyone who is not comfortable talking to you about something that upsets you is not your guy. Your protector will be like, even if he thinks you're nuts, the healed masculine will witness you, look you in the eye, you be however you be, and he can hold presence and space for you. And when he can do that and not look at you like you're psycho and then explain to you like, oh, maybe you misunderstood and I'm asking questions and like getting to the root of it. Like if he's doing that, that's your man. If he's not doing that, then you deserve better. And you deserve a guy who is willing to work on his emotional intelligence because guess what? You bring kids into the picture. Kids do not solve anything. They, they just like amplify any other challenge you could have in your relationship. And all those kind of cute, annoying things that your partner was doing become super annoying. So if you are not able to have these open conversations and this man isn't opening up to you it's not your man mm-hmm. it's not your man so we have to go pick up luca <laughs> so we're over time but um thanks dan so much for coming on i love having you and i know that when we share our story and we share just things that we go through it's just it, it just gives people insight into our lives and that we are kind of open books, but also that they can see like, Hey, okay. Like they go through challenges and this is how they navigate. And we always just want to shine a light and we always Mm -hmm. just want to be an example for you, whether it's to show you how to do things or how not to do things through our own mistakes. And, um, we want to do more of these for you. Oh, quickly. I wanted to share that, um, one of our Instagram pages, we have rebranded because we're really niching down in the emotional intelligence space. So I'm going to link that it is now called EQ movement. So emotional intelligence movement. Um, and we're just going to be educating you on emotional intelligence and really just providing value every single day. So if you're not following that page, make sure you go in the show notes and follow. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. 
I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember, it's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright. <laughs>